This upcoming concert season will be all about the boots, and Tecovis is your stop for the best in Western style. Tecovis has seasonal and limited edition offerings this spring and summer, including men's and women's boots, apparel, hats, bags, and more. All Tecovis boots are made by hand in a time-honored tradition with timeless styles that are always on trend. And Tecovis has first wear comfort with little to no break-in period. It's hard to find this level of comfort paired with this level of style. Stop by your local Tecova store, have a complimentary drink or two, that's WCB style, and shop new styles. The smell of fresh leather and friendly staff are at your service. Many stores even have leather custom branding to make your boots truly personalized. And with regular live music and events, there's no in-store experience like it. If you can't make it into a store, just visit tecovas.com. That's T-E-C-O-V-A-S.com. They offer free shipping on all boots, as well as free returns and exchanges, and ship right to your door. Go to tecovas.com and find your new favorite pair of boots today. Fishing like a local isn't just about catching fish. It's about connecting with the environment and the people who call it home. It's about hearing the stories and traditions that have been passed down for generations and sharing unforgettable moments with the people you meet along the way. Fishing like a local is having an experience that stays with you forever. And with Fishing Booker, you can experience it too, no matter where you are. Discover your next adventure on Fishing Booker. Welcome to the Next 7 Days podcast series, where we break the season down into week-by-week segments, bringing on a new guest hunter every week that specializes in their time frame. We're starting off at September 14th and running to November 30th, covering every segment of the season, starting with early season into the October lull into the rut and the secondary rut. So let's get ready to hunt the next seven days with Scott Buckley. Welcome to the Whitetail Legacy Podcast, coming in your ear holes with the next episode of the Next 7 Days series. And we're talking with Scott Buckley this week from October 19th to 26th. This is an incredible time to hunt whitetails. Scrapes will be on fire. We cover a lot of that in this episode, along with how Scott has been so successful on public land, on his own private land, him killing deer, his family killing deer in Iowa. And uh, kind of Iowa has a special thing going on this time of year. So you guys are going to enjoy this episode. I appreciate you tuning in. Um, Let's get into the people that make this possible. Starting up with Exodus Outdoor Gear. Guys, it's a little uh, late in the game to be switching arrows, but... If you're in the, you already shot a couple deer and you're running low on arrows and you want to change, um, now's the time to switch to that the new MMT line from Exodus. They're tailor built arrow. They're going to tailor built it to your draw weight, your bow, your uh, draw length, the bow you're shooting, your poundage, um, and the grain ahead that you're shooting, and make you a perfectly built arrow. My arrows are shooting flat all the way out to 60 yards with my bow, and I'm shooting a 65 pound draw bow. Um, there's no flare in them at all. They're straight as an arrow, as they say. So I'm blown away by them and the performance that they've had. Um, also, if you're looking in the market right now, is a perfect time to get another cell cam in the game. Um, those scrapes are going to be popping. If you got a cam or an area that you just want to know what is on this this scrape right now, the Exodus Render is your best bang um, for your buck that you know you're going to get a five-year cell cam, five-year warranty, if anything happens to that in five years, you're going to be able to get a replacement cam and you're going to get something that is guaranteed to work out there no matter what the elements are. Secondly, 
we got Afflictor Broadheads. I'm going to be shooting the K2, like I said, I mentioned on this podcast a few times now. Um, I'm very excited to actually send these through a deer. Um, I know a lot of people already have, having huge success for them. Um, but just if you're interested in the K2, um, there's multiple people, including the Exodus um, Outdoor Gear, that did a ton of broadhead testing with these broadheads. Um, this is my first year shooting a fixed blade in a long time, and I'm really excited to see what it does to the deer. And now I have no worries about uh, deflection or anything like that while I'm shooting the K2. Um, quick shout out for my boys over at Next Level Deer Supplements. Um, if you guys are looking for any deer supplements, any uh, any grain, protein feed, um, soybean blocks, uh, or mineral, um, look up Next Level Deer Supplements. That's some good guys over there. Scott and Nate, really good friends of mine. And also, if you're looking for a new bowstring, check out 330archery.com. All right, let's get into the show. All right, we got Scott Buckley on to talk to us about October 19th to the 26th. Um, I know you've killed a lot of bucks in this time frame, and I'm really excited to get to chat to you about this time of the year. And it's getting to be that time of year again. I'm really excited. It should be a good year. Um, a lot of activity out there. So, yeah. This, what do you got going on tonight, Cody? Yeah, this time of year, you've had a ton of success. Um, that's why when we made this series, um, like I said, your last episode did so well with us. I enjoyed talking to you with you so much. Um, and just year after year success, I wanted to talk to you about that Pacific timeline. So October 19th through the 26th, what are the bucks doing this time of the year? Um, everybody kind of talks about the October law. You can believe it or not believe it. Um, in my opinion, <clears throat> If you take a super unpressured area, things go on as normal. But most people in the real life hunt, you know, pressured areas, public land, of course, is usually always pressured, even most private, most private land pieces. <clears throat> so the bucks are going through like a little transformation period where I don't, they're just, I don't know how to explain it, but they're kind of holding tighter that time of year before, you know, before everything busts loose and, you know, just another, you know, after another week in 27, 28, they really start hitting scrapes heavy. But during this week, I guess, you know, they're, you got to get tight to batting. You just, um, that's how I've killed most of my bucks this time of year is, you know, find where they're batting, either, you know, from past history, camera work, tracks, you know, whatever it takes, find where they're batting and, and, you know, get, get on top of them. Cause they're not going to move far that time period right there, October 19th, 26th. They're, they're not, I mean, they might come out. Some of the bucks I shot have been out hour for dark but I've been right on top of their bedroom. I mean, usually I can think of three bucks right now. I've been within hundred yards of their beds. In fact, one, I kind of see him get up. I <laughs> can't, can't believe I got in the tree stand and he was, you know, all of a sudden I see him stand up over there. I'm like, wow, where the heck did he come from? But, um, <laughs> yeah, you gotta be close to your bed. As what I can say, they're, they're, and, 
kind of get on their exit routes out of their bedding area, which, you know, through scouting or even e-scouting, you kind of tell, you know, their bedding areas of where they're going if there's egg field off in the distance or, but. So they're not moving. Yeah, that's kind of. Yeah, they're not moving a bunch, but they are still moving, you know, tight to their bedding area. Like you said, towards the end of the month, you know, you get some cold weather, those scrapes are, or towards the end of this period, the scrapes are going to start firing up. But towards the beginning of it, that 19th time frame, if there really is not a cold front, um, they're not going to move much out of the bedding is what, what I've seen. Yeah, and, and that's when I've killed. I Just off the top of my head without thinking, I've killed three pretty big ones in that time frame. That, um, that's, I think, every, I know the one was a cold front. I killed a 170. That was a cold through, and he was out of his bed an hour earlier. He came out of the cedar thicket. <laughs> he was in a cedar thicket, and um, I was on the edge of it, and there was a cornfield. I mean, there, this cornfield, his bedding area, and there was like a 50-yard area of hardwoods, and then he was in the corn. I mean, that's how tight he was, this cornfield was to his bedding. He came out an hour and a half, and it was a cold north wind. You know, that time of year where I'm hunting, it can be, you know, still 60s, 70 mm-hmm. on a bad week. And you got a 50-degree cold front come through, you you better get on it. Because <laughs> yeah. they're them big ones are going to be on their feet, you know. Cold, cold fronts in October are magical. And um, same as these other two bucks. Um, yeah, the one, the one actually I was walking into a hunting spot. I had an early muzzleloader tag, and he, um, I, I watched him. I was walking in. I was running late. He, I watched him get up out of his bed along a creek and shot him at, like, six. well, he went down this little ravine. Like, it was a, oh, I don't know, like a lagoon or, you know, water. It wasn't very deep, probably three feet, two, three feet across, and he waited for, like, you know, what did I just see? He's only, like... 75 yards away or so and and i just waited waited kind of snuck in a little closer nothing this over 10 15 minutes snuck in a little closer all of a sudden i seen him come up on the other bank and he ended up scoring 162 inches you know Man. <laughs> and i shot him yeah. But, um, yeah he came right out of his bed and so yeah that's what you got to concentrate on okay so their bed. so going over that um what is your absolute perfect setup for this um your perfect setup the wind the weather the time, um, what would be, if you could pick a day, um, that would be magical for you. What would it be? I kind of went over this a little bit in my first, you know, talk, but, um, perfect setup, you know, right on top of their beds, their bedding area, play the wind, cold front, play the wind, um, mediocre wind, 10, 12 mile an hour wind would be perfect, you know, enough to cover your sound to get into these stands that close to the bedding area is perfect. On a still night, it's kind of hard. Yeah. Um, time. I like evening hunts then. Um, you know, get in there. Get in there. Get you don't have to sit all bed. day that time of year. Yeah. yeah. You don't have to sit all day. Just kind of get in there a couple hours, two, three hours for dark and, set it out Get and set up shows yeah exactly but um 
So uh, how much how much intel is it going to take you at this time of year to go in on a buck? Are you going to need, you know, a trail cam picture of him in daylight, maybe a sighting, or um, if you know a buck's in there bedded and you got a cold front, are you going to go in there and try him, or what what would it take? Yeah, camera intel is huge. Um, back it up a bit, history. A lot of my spots on public, I've just started to build up history over time, but a lot of guys don't have that option. You know, you just, you know, guys that hunt state to state, um, you know, if it's finding a big track in an area while you're scouting, um, you know, digital scouting, find the bedding areas. Um, but yeah, for, for me, some of my areas I hunt, you know, year after year, and I'll run my cameras most of the summer and just kind of, I know where the bedding areas are. If I pick up a big one, um, like, like 170, I shot that one year in that time frame. Um, I had pictures of them in there, <laughs> nothing recent, but I had them in there like late summer. I think even after he shed, I had some maybe middle of September, late September, kind of in that same you know, in that same area within a few hundred yards, I had pictures of them. So I knew he was, and I know their preferred, the bucks preferred bedding areas in that area. In fact, two of them bucks I talk about are in the same general, you know, within a few hundred yards of each other. I know there's two good bedding areas. One's a big cedar thicket, one's kind of along the banks of a river, you know. <laughs> but yeah, if I have camera intel or you know guys that don't have that look for big tracks like that's a perfect scenario because there's a river right there so you can you know if you want to scout and not you know get up and booger up them the woods or timber in there you know you can walk up and down these rivers you know they and look for big tracks if you see big tracks on the trail <laughs> you know and you know there's a bedding area or a thick area in there you get an idea where to that, start for sure. Yeah, yeah, because a lot of times they'll bet along the rivers and yeah. You kind of you kind of touched on this, um, you know, hunting the evenings mostly. But are you hunting any mornings at this time of year? Everything's situational. It kind of depends on the area. Um, If I can get into an area, <clears throat> a lot of these areas I can't get into without risk of boogering it. Yeah. I mean, this spot, if I if I had a if I had a river and I stayed down in the river, you know, this is pretty shallow sometimes a year. If I could stay down in it, not make a lot of noise, I'm not leaving scent and pop up out of that riverbank. Um, you know, one of my best stands is right along the river i'm popped up and i'm in it <laughs> if you can get in you know they're bedding in through there but it's very tough now big timber hill country that's a little different sometimes um you know if you can get if if the ag fields half a mile away or a quarter mile even you know and it's it's a cold front i wouldn't do it without a cold front you know because if they get up into their beds early, especially in hill country, but if you can, um, 
you know, if it's cold front, if it's 25 degrees that morning, your winds are right, you flip up like on a finger where they're going up into their bed, <laughs> that's a perfect scenario right there. Not not that time of the year, but I killed one of my biggest deer, October 3rd, kind of the same situation. Uh, <laughs> cold front for that early in the year, I think it was 25 degrees. The egg fields were down below um, quarter mile. I got down in a kind of a half dry creek bed, a little bit of water. I circled the finger, kept my set down in the creek, circled it, got up in a stand that <clears throat> I preset earlier. And um, 8.20 in the morning, here comes 170-some-inch buck. I'm working up that finger. He come from the egg fields. It was a cold front morning, so he was taking his time, browsing, eating acorns and let him have it at like 25 yards heard him crash but nice. that was you know yeah so i mean it was it worked out so perfect. Yeah. yeah he he crossed my tracks too he had to cross in that creek but i stayed in the creek there probably wasn't much much sense normally around. a buck would smell that and booger out of there but yeah i was down in the creek and never picked up my tracks probably and so yeah that's the old, that's what i would do in the morning i mean if i can if you can get, get in way there up and in it, deep, it's so. situational, you know, there's a cold front, you you <laughs> might throw yeah. a, a hunt on them in the morning in the bedding area. Um, all right, let's yeah. do the, the fun part of the show, the would you rather. Um, you kill a 150-inch buck with three years of history or a random 165-inch buck? Probably random 160, you know, random scenario. It's real cool and interesting when I don't know he's yeah, there. And, I would take the 165 random buck too, because you're you're in there yeah. after a 150, and then a random bigger buck comes in. Um, that, that's the exciting yep. thing about public land, man. You don't know what's on there. It's big, and a lot of deer can yeah, exactly. move around. So, <laughs> so uh, shoot 170 this year, but you got to miss the next two bucks that you shoot out after that. No, I think I'd pass. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I'm the same way. I'm like, I know a mess I mean, is I, coming eventually <laughs> for me, but I'm like, oh man, it's going to be devastating when it finally happens. So yeah, for for guys that haven't shot one, yeah, I would I would say ninety percent of people would take the one seventy, but I've got a few on my wall, so you know, I definitely don't want to miss no buck. So I'll I'll um. You take the you take the solid one sixty five buck and and shoot the next two one seventies. Exactly. <laughs> All right, last one. Um, a week of rain during this time of the year in the season, or a week of hot temps. I'll take the rain any day. Um, I can't. Nothing I hate worse than hot weather. It's it's a nightmare. Um, in all seasons, early season rut, shut down a rut. Um, yeah, it just shuts rain, down everything. Yeah, I don't mind a light rain if you have the gear. Light rain, I hate heavy rain, of course. But um, if it's light, you know, I'll get out there and no problem. Now, that's where I'll cheat maybe go sit on my property because I got some hunting shacks out there. I won't there be going go. to public land <laughs> if, it, if it's heavy rain. I'll go sit in a shack with a roof, but <laughs> if um that's just a bit savvy. If it's a light misty rain, you know, I don't mind it at all getting out and done. 
if it's a you know even a few days or whatever i'll sit out in it as long as it isn't pouring but yeah i'm saying well, i kind of like that light rain stop and start yeah kind of i think that really gets them fired up this time of year especially <laughs> to hit those scrapes um we've had really good success uh doing that this time of year oh yeah definitely so um yeah Towards the beginning of this, you know, the 19th time frame, I know that you're on the bedding. Um, the end of it, the 26th, are you starting to transition to scrapes at that time, or are you still focusing on the bedding? Yeah, definitely. They'll, yeah, that's about when they start hitting scrapes pretty good is, you know, 20. I mean, it's all kind of cold fronts if they're out and about. But, yeah, they'll start hitting the scrapes pretty heavy Um yeah, it seems like that you know, 21st, 22nd for us, um, they start checking those yep. doe bedding areas at night and really hitting those scrapes. And then it seems yep. like towards the end of the time frame, the bucks, some bucks kind of start sucking a little bit more towards that doe bedding area to kind of keep an eye at them, and that's a good time to really kill <clears> one of those bucks. I killed one the 27th of October last year um, going in to work a scrape. Um, and a lot of people tell it like, they were on a scrape, and they're like, how do you know if it's really, really hot? And you can smell if a, if a scrape's hot. You can just smell that oh, buck yeah. on that scrape. You're like, man, this thing is getting worked. It's, you know, it just reeks oh, for sure. Buck. So, um, Yeah, I can I can walk through an area, and just all of a sudden, you boom, you smell that, and start looking around, and, you know, and you'll find a scrape or, yeah. and then, you know, there was just a buck in the area. There's you can something smell about that, right? that. When you get that initial woof of that buck, you're like, oh, man, it's the rut's coming. That you get, I get really fired up when I get that first rutted buck up, you know, smell out there. I'm like, oh, yeah, it's getting it's getting close. We're getting about to be in the good stuff. So, um, yep. last thing here. Um, I'll oh, go ahead. The same thing there. I mean, the closer you are to batting towards the end of that week, you know, if you can get on bedding and scrapes, they're, they're going to make scrapes a lot of times coming out of their bedding. I mean, there's not a more perfect scenario <laughs> towards the end of that week. Um, you know, there's yeah, a scrape. They're coming right off their uh, bed and checking that scrape on their yeah, way out. So. That's how I killed that buck last year. It was early, yeah. came right off his bed, went right to Jay hook into that scrape. And then uh, October 15th, I killed a buck. Seen him stand up out of his bed, probably 95 yards away walk 30 yards, hit a scrape, and then walk right to me to feed on the acorn flat. Um, and he, they hit that scrape. There's a cold front, you know, get a little fired up. They like to hit that scrape. And like you said, a lot of times they have a scrape pretty close to their bedding um, that they like to hit right away. It's like what they do. They wake up, stretch, and go hit that scrape, and then, you know, go go through their nightly program or what they do. But if you can find a scrape close to that bedding, like you see, that's a that's a <laughs> fatal thing for big bucks this time of year. Oh yeah, for sure, definitely. All right, last thing here. If uh, if there's one thing you could tell someone, you know, this time of year to make them more successful, uh, what do you think it would be? Go back to um, springtime scouting. Just marking every scrape, every bedding area. Find all your bedding areas. Um, you know, in the spring, or if you don't have, if you can't do that, and you're out of state or whatever, just you know, e scouting um find them find them bedding areas and um you know just find the exit routes out of them and you know hunt the wind and um you know back to 
that week you have to be pretty close to betting. So yeah, pre, I pre-scout all that if I can. And you know, whether we be e-scouting or boots on the ground, nothing can beat that. And yeah. So really focus on the betting that time of year and, and focus yeah. on that stuff that you found, you know, last year that you think, man, there's a big deer in here. There's big deer sign yeah. um, and, and make a move yeah. on it that time of year. Yeah. Yeah. Like kind of where we've been going back to, you know, setting up on bedding areas that time of year you know year after year i got spots big bucks will be even though that buck gets killed or whatever that year there's them um spots that are just the perfect bedding area big buck will take over that spot every year you know whether it be high scoring or just an old mature buck there's usually a big mature deer in there so like if you're what I'm getting at, if you're in there in the spring and see huge rubs all over that spot where I killed the 170, I talk about so much in that week span in that cedar thicket. You go in there, I mean, there's just giant rubs the size of my legs all over through there year after year. And you know, if you're out spring scouting and see that stuff, you know, you know that's a bedding area. You yeah. see the beds all over and you learn so much from that spring scouting. So I got friends from Michigan that, you know, guy's been waiting five years to put in. And then he's been out here two other times. I keep telling him, come out in the spring, come out in the spring. You can learn so much, but he never comes out. <laughs> he just shows up out here. He has five years to do it. You know, it takes five years to draw an Iowa yeah, tag now. And crazy. You, le- you learn, you learn so much off spring scouting. You know, if he'd have came out in the spring on a bunch of, rubs in a bedding area come back if he's hunting that week sat up there and cold front he's a dead buck yeah. <laughs> if you play the cards right <laughs> for sure well i appreciate you coming on and chatting with us um hopefully by now you already got a buck down and uh celebrating over another 170 i know i know you'll be out there this especially this time of the year uh putting in the work to get it done yep yep cool good luck everybody and Good luck to you, Cody. Yep, appreciate it. Put down it. a big one. So. Going to try. Yep. <laughs> well, there you have it. The 19th through the 26th. Um, absolute fabulous time to get out there and hunt. Appreciate Scott for coming on, chatting with us real quick. Like I said, I'm trying to keep these short and digestible. I know that it's seasons ramping up here hardcore. Everybody wants to get in the woods. Hopefully you're on your way to your stand. You can pop this in. You can listen to this real quick. Maybe make a plan, change a plan, and you kill your target buck. That's the goal of this series. That's the goal of this podcast right now is to bring you as quick, as effective, um, tactic-driven episodes as I can. Um, Just so you have it on the radar, my vacation is coming up very quickly, October 31st through the 14th of October. I'm going to be releasing a podcast every single day to let you know what I'm doing out there, what I'm seeing, um, if I have any encounters, if I kill anything. I'll be hunting um, all day, coming back, recording a podcast, letting you know what I got going on and what the Bucks are doing out there. So I'm excited to uh, launch that, the Buck Out or Bust series, where I, re- I've done, I did it two years ago and people absolutely loved it. So I did it with Homie then. I'm going to do it by myself this year and uh, just embrace the grind of uh, hunting and podcasting for 15 days there. So Uh, be on the lookout for that like always i really appreciate you guys tuning all the way into the end if you could leave me a review that'd be great wherever you're listening let me know what you think about the show 
Um, and the messages, the amount of messages I'm getting in, I'm um, whitetail talking with a ton of folks right now about shooter bucks or what they got going on. And I love it, guys. Keep the messages coming in. Don't ever feel like you can't get a hold of me. I'm an absolute nobody out in a garage recording an episode to release to you guys. Um, so don't feel like you can't uh, message me anywhere on social. Um, I'll get back to you. Sometimes Facebook, man, those Facebook notifications, sometimes I don't get those for a while. So I might hit you back in three or four days, but it's not because I'm ignoring you. It's because I didn't see it and I'm just finally getting to them. But uh, Instagram, they they rip right away. So, But I appreciate you guys tuning in. Like always, love you guys to death. Love you guys for supporting the show. Um, always try to do the right thing. Um, be some good human beings out there. Kill your target buck this week and uh, try to leave a legacy. And Whitetail Legacy is out.